Hey everybody, welcome to the Balance Boss Podcast. I am your host, Lauren Zeller, and today I have another very special episode for you. In this episode, we're going to be diving into the second of my four-part series where I'm breaking down my life coaching process, also known as my Life Mastery Four Pillars of Transformation. This is the process that I use with all of my life coaching clients to elicit lasting change and help them step into their full aligned brilliant self. So make sure that you have a pen and paper handy because this episode is going to be chock full of information that will help you shift in any area of your life that doesn't feel aligned. So without further ado, let's jump right in. Welcome to the Balanced Boss Podcast, where we discuss how to live abundantly in all areas of your life. Here is your host and work-life balance coach, Lauren Zola. Okay, so chances are, if you are currently listening to this episode, you have completed pillar one of my four-step transformation process. If you haven't, take a moment to go ahead and pause this recording and go back to pillar one and give it a listen. I promise that if you work through the exercises outlined in pillar one, that this episode will follow right in line with where you are ready to go next. But just as a quick recap, let's talk about what we broke down in pillar one. In pillar one, we took a look at your life alignment assessment, the 12 areas in your life that I feel need to be scored at a high level in order for you to feel as though you're in full alignment. From here, we started to look at your limiting beliefs, the thoughts that were keeping you stuck, and then we declared a new truth for yourself. I had you revisit your younger self to declare the new reality of you that you want to step into over the next three pillars. Pillar one invited you into deeper awareness and a greater understanding of what in your life needed to shift. And now that you have a deeper understanding of where you have been self-sabotaging, you are ready to actually step in to the shift. You're ready for pillar two, which is what I like to call rooting. So if you've worked with a life coach before, or if you have spoken to other coaches in the industry about their process, most of them will walk you through the process of identifying your limiting beliefs and blocks, which is what we did in pillar one. And then they usually throw you into a load of modalities such as hypnotherapy, NLP, meditative rewiring, breath work that will help you shift your negative thought patterns. And I do things a little bit differently in my practice, but I want to highlight that I haven't always done them this way. I too was one of the coaches that, as I mentioned before, would throw my clients through a slew of modalities, meditation, visualizations, yoga, breath work, hypnotherapy, you name it. And I was doing it for my clients. And what I started to realize was that the problem was only fixing itself temporarily. My clients would slowly decline back to the limiting beliefs and the subconscious thought patterns that they were in before we started the process. The reason why was because I wasn't actually helping my clients set a new rooting system to support them as they began to shift the truths that they had been holding on to for sometimes their entire life, or at least truths that they were holding on to from being a child. So here's the deal. Change in your life cannot happen without a strong spiritual practice. 
and a team of guides on your side. Now, you may think I'm crazy. You may not believe this. I fought it for the longest time in my own life. But when you can surrender what is happening in your life to something greater than yourself, magical things start to happen. So as you begin to shift things in your life, one of the most valuable tools that you can access is being able to tap into something bigger than yourself. When you can learn to surrender to something greater, you will feel supported as you begin to work through what I like to call the hard stuff. If you do not have that strong spiritual system, what happens is you're just going through the motions and you're creating new coping mechanisms that will in turn turn back around on you and not actually shift your current reality. In pillar two, you learn all of the tools that you need to establish a strong spiritual practice that will guide you to a life of continually manifesting everything that you desire. This includes a new reality for yourself and having support when you begin to work through the modalities needed to shift your conscious and subconscious thought patterns. Once your spirit team is set, then you can begin to eradicate your negative conscious and subconscious thought patterns through the modalities that most coaches use right after identifying your negative thoughts and limiting beliefs. So there are three steps that I'm going to guide you through as a part of pillar two today. The first thing I'm going to guide you through is helping you define and find your spirit squad. The second step, you're going to create a foundational spiritual practice that will keep you rooted in conversation and support with the spirit squad that you create and find for yourself. And then we will begin to speak about the modalities that you can implement in your life to flip the script and choose new thought patterns. So let's go ahead and talk about step one, finding your spirit squad. We're often unaware of the spirit team that we have surrounding us at all times. Now, if this is a new concept to you, I urge you to be open to receiving and lean into the notion that there may be a greater force bigger than you that is at play in your life. And if you don't believe this, no worries, but just know that I have seen magical things happen, not just to myself, but to clients who embrace this this concept, even if it feels totally foreign at first. Believe me, I grew up in the Catholic church and I, I tell this story often. I was I say forced, but when I was younger, I, in a way, I kind of was forced to go to church two, sometimes three times a week, being in a Catholic school and also growing up in a Catholic family. And I always felt this deep disconnection with something greater than me. Even though I was in church and I was practicing and saying my prayers and going to communion and doing all the rituals that I had learned to execute as a child... There was never a connection to something greater than myself. And it wasn't until I entered into adulthood, really in my late 20s, that I started to give myself permission to explore what that spirituality really looked like. I like to say when I work with my clients that I hit a glass ceiling. I got to the greatest potential that I could have gotten to as a human walking around on this earth in physical form. And things just felt like they weren't completely in alignment. 
And the missing piece for me was when I started to dive deep into my spiritual practice and I really allowed myself to open to, hey, maybe there is something greater at play that I can't tap into in human form. Maybe the missing piece is that I don't have control of everything that's happening in my life. When I was able to surrender to that and really open myself up just from a place of curiosity, things in my life started to radically, radically shift. So if this is a new concept to you, or if you're still not bought in completely that there's something bigger at play, I urge you just to be open for this exercise sake. Just be open that there may actually be something outside of yourself that is helping guide you to step into full alignment of who you're really here to be. In this step, all that is required of you is the ability to stay open and receive. Spiritual guidance can appear to us in the form of angels, guardian angels, archangels, family members that have passed, maybe current family members that are still around, teachers from the past, And sometimes guides will present themselves to us that we have never met before. Without diving in too much to the inner workings of this step, I do invite you to set a time in the next day or so to immerse yourself in a quiet prayer and reflection time. Go ahead and take a moment if you haven't done so already and figure out a time that you can schedule to sit down and have this be a part of your day. As you sit down into this quiet prayer and reflection, close your eyes and give yourself a moment to come into your breath. Once you feel as though you're in a state of relaxation, in a state of openness, and in a state of receiving, go ahead and ask for guidance for your spirit team to present themselves to you. Introduce yourself and say out loud, I am ready to meet you. And then just sit in this moment of stillness and notice what appears for you. If it's a subtle whisper of a name, if it's a visual, if it's a sound, Notice what comes into your awareness as you sit in this space of stillness and ask to receive. Go ahead and have a journal by your side and just sit as quietly as possible. And as you receive names or images, take a moment to come out of stillness and write those down. And if you don't receive anything the first time around, know that it's okay. Trust that your guides will make themselves known to you at some point. So feel the connectedness of the support team. Continue this exercise until you receive clarity and know that the spirit team that presents themselves to you will always be there for you as you navigate this new reality and journey for yourself. I know that this can seem foreign if you've never asked for guidance or if you've never tapped into a spirit team that surrounds you, but I promise you that when you begin to find clarity around the spirit guides that are around you at all times, it will be much easier to tap into and lean on the spirit team for guidance when you feel like you don't have answers. 
So once you've established who your spirit team is, it's now time to create a spiritual practice that will root you in this support daily. Do not fret if the first step of pillar two takes you a while. It took me a little while to really tap into who my spirit team was and know that I'm always being given new spirit guides as I continue on my journey. It's something that continues to shift and change as my life and my journey shifts and changes. But now that you have some sort of an inkling of the people that surround you, I suggest setting aside a time each day where you can immerse yourself in prayer and or connection to your higher self and the team that surrounds you. I have a special practice that I teach all of my clients called the handed over method. And each morning I meditate, I do a five minute meditation, and then I drop straight into prayer. And I spend time in prayer first for the things that I am grateful for that I have been given as a result of my spirit team. Then I call in my spirit team and have a conversation with them about the things in my life that I want to hand over for guidance and support. When you can learn to lean into the support that is around you, you will begin to see the workings of God and the universe at play. Oftentimes, these first two steps of pillar two take a little while to establish with clients. If you don't have a current spiritual practice, I highly suggest tapping into one. And if finding your spirit squad is fairly new to you and feels foreign, just set aside some time each day that you can have quiet meditation and reflection. Just be open to allowing yourself to receive what is meant for you. Know that what is meant for you on your path will make itself known to you when the time is right. So for these first two steps, don't get too hung up if you're not receiving vibrant visualizations or if you're not hearing names. Continue to proceed with the, the next step that I'm going to mention, but just know that part of this process is being able to surrender and find openness so that you know that you are supported outside of yourself. Life can feel very overwhelming when we feel like we have control of everything. In the moment that you can surrender to something outside of yourself, even if you're surrendering to your cat or your dog, something that you can tangibly put your hands on, fine. You're giving something up to something outside of yourself and things will begin to shift for you. When we tap into the space of feeling like we have control of everything, is when we actually lose control. So make sure in these first two steps that you just give yourself space to surrender and be open to what is next for you. Now that you have this strong support system at play, it's now time to tap into the step that most coaches talk about the most. The reason that I highlight building your strong spiritual practice before you begin the deep work is because if you do not have a strong root system, you will fall flat on your face. At some point in your life, things will get hard. And as you're working with a coach, stepping into the deep work that they will lead you through will require courage and a lot of shifting. So when you can lean into a spirit practice as you navigate this next step, it will make the journey less daunting. Now that you have your spiritual roots, it's time to do the work to choose differently. As you begin to look deep into your limiting beliefs and negative thought patterns with a coach, you and your coach 
will identify the conscious and subconscious thought patterns that have made their way into your current reality. Let me give you an example. If you were bullied as a child for being overweight, but you're no longer overweight, you may feel as though you're never enough. And this may show up in your life as a form of restrictive eating. You may feel like when you eat, you will gain weight, which will then verify the truth that you have created for yourself from being bullied that you are overweight. When you begin to acknowledge this behavior, that you're restricting your eating and that it's not healthy for you, and you choose to shift, you are making a conscious decision to flip your current reality, and also flip a conscious thought pattern that you know is incorrect in your life. That is always the first step, flipping conscious thought patterns. However, many times with that same situation, although the thought is flipped in the conscious mind, you may have a lasting imprint on what we call the subconscious mind. If you are not familiar with the subconscious mind, it's the part of your brain that still gets triggered. Let's say when you look in the mirror and you body shame yourself, even though you've healed the conscious pattern of restricting your eating. Subconscious patterns are the patterns that we cannot pull into the conscious mind that continually sabotage our reality. They are the sneaky little thought patterns that we don't have control over, but they continue to have control over our life. It's important that when we are looking at healing work, that we look at flipping not just conscious thought patterns, but also subconscious thought patterns. So some of my favorite modalities that I suggest and that I use with my clients to get them to flip conscious and subconscious thought patterns are NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, hypnotherapy, meditative rewiring, and emotion code therapy. These are the four main modalities that I use with my clients and my practice. And I have practitioners who are experts in each one of those fields that I refer my clients out to as a part of my process. For NLP work, I recommend everyone to Jess Bonini. For hypnotherapy, Ryan Haddon. For meditative rewiring, myself. And for emotion code therapy, Juliana Malini. There are other modalities if I'm having resistance with clients that I will tap into, but those are the four that I really recommend you start to do research into if you're looking to rewire and look at some of your negative conscious and subconscious thought patterns. If any of these practitioners are someone that you would like to get to know on a deeper level, please reach out to me via my email, lzoller at laurenzoller.com or reach out to me on Instagram at Lauren Zoller, and I will make sure to connect you with the practitioners that I just recommended. Okay, so we went over a lot today. And please remember that this is just a brief overview of my transformation process. This usually takes six months, sometimes three months, depending on the client, to really work through and navigate these new realities in your life and start to see the changes. So even though I'm giving you a brief overview, know that the work is deep and we're just skimming the top level. Today, we looked at rooting and really diving into that spiritual root system so that you can begin to tap into the deeper modalities and get them to stick. 
From here in our next episode, we will move into pillar three, which is what I like to call growing. This is where the growth work happens. In pillar three, we'll dive into re-examining your core values based on how you want to operate, along with getting to the root of why you're here on this earth. What is your purpose? And we will define a new life mind map that will incorporate your new reality that you've just flipped in pillar one and two to tap into your new desired future in all 12 areas of your life. As always, I am so grateful that you are here and listening to the Balance Boss Podcast. If you know someone who is interested in coaching and or needs a little more balance and inspiration in their life, please feel free to share the Balance Boss Podcast with them and make sure that you like and comment on the podcast below. I'm excited to continue deep diving into my four-step transformational process. If you're interested in the new program that I'm getting ready to launch at the beginning of 2021 called my Life Mastery Program, and you'd like to be put on the wait list, make sure that you visit the link in the show notes below to sign up to be notified when the program goes live. Thanks again for listening, and I will see you next week.